means that something was re, uh, put back to normal, put back to where it's supposed to be. It was redeemed. Uh, Jesus redeemed us when he died on the cross. Amen. We were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We were supposed to be going into condemnation forever. Forever we're, we're going to be uh, in sin and forever we're going to be punished because of the sin. But then Jesus redeemed us. Through that sacrifice on the cross, we were redeemed unto God. So that word is important this morning because, like I said, we're going to talk about fasting. And fasting is a way that we redeem things in our life. It's how we put things back in order. Our bodies have to get put back in order. Our physical body, our spiritual body, our, our mentally, everything, a God wants it to be in order. Amen? He wants it to be in order. And a lot of things in our life get it out of order. Sometimes we face trials. Sometimes we face uh, condemnation or persecution or uh, death in the family. Uh, all Whatever you can think of that happens in this life because of, of sin. Amen? Because the original sin, all those things that come against us will throw our bodies out of order. It will throw our spiritual body out of order. It will throw our physical bodies out of order. Uh, mentally, we will be put out of order. But God has a way for all that to be redeemed. He made it that way. He created the body to heal itself. And He gave us a way in the Scripture to make that even more uh, evident through fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is the way how we, as Christian believers, we connect to that supernatural power in a mighty way where God moves and He begins to speak to us. He'll show us things. He'll heal our bodies. I mean, there's miraculous things happen with fasting and prayer. Amen? And, and I say fasting and prayer because they have to go hand in hand. We don't just fast to fast. We fast to humble ourselves before God, to deny our flesh, and to get closer to God. That's the whole purpose of the fast. Uh, if you want to go to Isaiah, that's where we're going to be. Isaiah chapter 58. And we're going to look at verses 6 through 12. And in these verses, we see the benefits of fasting. This is what God will do in our lives when we fast in a way that we humble ourselves to God and we dedicate our, ourselves to God in this way. We say, God, I'm going to deny myself the things that I want to eat for a time. I'm going to deny my flesh in order that your spirit will rise up in me and overtake the needs of the flesh and that the spirit of God moves on my behalf in, in my body, in my soul, in my mind. I want the spirit to move in myself higher than the flesh is moving in myself. Amen. We have to battle the flesh every single day. We live in the flesh. This mortal body will be put in the ground one day unless Jesus comes back. And either way, this body will be taken away and we will have a glorified body. However you slice that, we're still going to, this body will not be kept. This body will be transformed. Amen. And a little bit of that happens when we fast and pray. We transform this body because it transforms our, our minds and our spirit when we fast and pray. It's a transformational thing that happens in our bodies. So let me read from Isaiah 58, 6 to 12. Now, in this part of Isaiah, God is actually telling people, 
the way you have been fasting is wrong. Your prayers have not been answered because your fasting has not been humbled unto me. Your fasting has been in order to to lift your own name up. See, these people were fasting in order to get a name for themselves. They were fasting as in, in, in like competition with other people. They were saying, we're holier than you because we fast. This is That was the mentality they had. And if, if we have that mentality when we fast, then we have no reward. Amen? In the New Testament, Jesus talks about the Pharisees, how they would disfigure their faces to let everybody else know that they were fasting because they did it for recognition. And Jesus says, they have their reward. We forfeit our heavenly reward of fasting when we fast in an attitude that says, hey, by the way, I'm fasting. I'm holier than you. We can't do that. The whole purpose of fasting is to humble ourselves before God. And when we come in a humbled attitude, and and we don't have to let anybody know that we're fasting. We don't have to let ourselves see everybody else see that we're that we feel tired or nothing like that. No, we have to we have to give everybody the light of God. And so the way we act because of Jesus is the same way we act when we're fasting. We can't let people say see oh they must be fasting. No, that can't happen. It must be humble before God. It's a secret thing before you and God. And again, Jesus in the New Testament says, when you do this in secret, and when you do it just between me and you, and don't let, don't let it become anything that has to do with man and you, then I will reward you in that secret. And it would be, it'll be great, your reward, because of the way you do this unto me. You're humbling yourself before me, and you're denying the flesh for me, so that, me, that, that, I, can, that I can receive God more, that he can come in me and I can receive more of God in my spirit. That's what we want as Christians. Amen. We want to be lifted by God spiritually and, and break away everything that sin or the Satan tries to put upon us. So let me read what it says here. Uh, the very first thing, number one, verse uh, 50 or verse six of chapter 58 And I'm going to go through these kind of quick because there's a lot, but that's good. We want a lot from God, and he says he'll give us a lot. First, he's going to loose the bands of wickedness. Amen? Look at verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. So number one, he's going to loose the bands of wickedness. So whatever, you know, we know we're saved from sins. But yet we live in a world full of sin. So we can pray to be loose from that, to be loose from even remembering any of that or even, ha- even having anybody come back and say, do you remember how you, what you were like? We can say, I'm not that person anymore. You can be freed from that through fasting. He says he will undo the burdens, the heavy burdens. So if there's something that's on your mind or uh, on you that's a burden to you, guess what? Through fasting and humbling to God, he will remove those things from you. You will feel lighter, not just because you're not eating as much. That's not the point. You'll feel lighter because spiritually things are going to be removed from you. Okay, the, the evil one, the enemy cannot touch you. And everything that he has been trying to do, everything that he was trying to pierce you with is going to be removed. Amen. You're going to have freedom from the attack of Satan. You're going to have freedom from the attack of any principality. Like Jesus says, principalities, we, we don't fight against the flesh, we find against spiritual things. 
It's a spiritual matter. This, this life we live is a spiritual matter unto God. Jesus saved us so that we can do spiritual works on earth. Amen? So when we fast, we gain strength because Jesus takes all that weight off of us. So think about that. If, if a person that was competing in a race, you know, and, and uh, in Romans, Paul kind of alludes to this. He says, if somebody's running in a race, you'd rather have all the weight taken off of you. Amen? If you have more weight, you can't run as fast. You're going to be struggling the whole way through. How many have ever felt that you ha- that sometimes you just need a breakthrough from God? And, and you know God is with you, but you feel like you're just pulling a weight. Okay, fasting removes that spiritual weight. Fasting and prayer, God says, I'm going to take away all those weights. And I'm going to let you go freely in, in my power. And things are going to happen in your life. Glory to God. Amen. So number two, lose the, number three, to let the let oppressed go free. So now we're talking about people oppressed. People oppressed, maybe in your family. Think about this. Maybe you're not oppressed, but when you fast and pray, you might be able to let oppressed people in your family free. The bonds of sin will break off of them. Because that's a promise God gives to us. When we pray for our family and we, uh, we give everything to God, we say, God, I'm all yours. I'm all in for you. And you said, if I... If I worship you and if I work for you and that's all I dedicate my life is to serve you, you said my family will be saved. That's a blessing that comes through salvation and through the working uh, of working works for God because of that salvation. Amen? Holy works of God. And so he says to let the oppressed go free, that will also happen. And then every yoke will be broken. Everything that brings us down, everything that... Uh, kind of pushes us down. Everything that Satan tries to bring against us as Christians, everything that he wants to say, hey, hey, throw that at him. I bet they'll, they'll, they'll go away from you, God, if you throw this at him. You know, you remember Job? <laughs> Satan went up to God and said, he said, if I touch him, then he'll, he'll renounce you. He says he has all this faith, but see, he's been blessed all this time. But if you touch him, I bet he renounces you. I bet he won't have faith in you. And of course, God allowed that to happen to Job because God knew he had faith in Job that Job had faith in God. And if you read through that whole book of Job, you'll see how he faced trouble. He was heavy burdened down. People were telling him, hey, just renounce God. His wife was telling him, just renounce God. I mean, think about all the things he went through, but yet he overcame. He overcame through that whole thing because God is faithful to us. And if we're faithful to God, he'll bring us through. But when, we're, when we fast and we pray, that is even more powerful in our lives because we tap into the spiritual power of God that He has given us the Holy Spirit. It becomes activated. We can be walking all day long in our lives. We can be walking every single day in our lives. We know we're saved. We know the Holy Spirit resides in us, but yet we can walk our, our, our entire lives without activating that power. Amen? The, the, the verse that says, uh, denying the power thereof. You know, we can we can look like the Christian, we can walk like the Christian, live like a Christian, do all the things that we need to do for God, but yet, if we don't activate that power, we're not really living for God fully. We're not receiving everything that God has for us, and God is saying, all you got to do is fast and pray, and things happen. Um, do you remember in the New Testament when the disciples were trying to uh, basically take out a demon out of a child. 
They were trying to deliver a kid from a, from a demon, a demon-possessed child. And, and, and this father came to the disciples. And finally he said, Jesus, have mercy on my son. Uh, the disciples couldn't do it. And, and then Jesus said, the only way you do this is through fasting and prayer. This only happens, you can only remove this through fasting and prayer. So we have to fast and pray. Uh, Jesus even said, he says, when you fast and pray, not if you fast and pray. He said, when you fast and pray. It's something that we as Christians should do continually. We're going to be doing a church corporate fast. But let me tell you, if you want the power of God in your life all the time, then fasting and praying is something you do continually in your own walk with God. You got to pray about it. You got to seek God about it. Say, God, if, if you're calling me into a fast, uh, if, if, you're, if you're wanting me to fast, you know, we ask those questions in our, in our life. God isn't asking you. He's waiting on you to do it. Jesus said, when you fast. So it's not something that we have to sit back and go, well, maybe I should fast. No, no, you can be proactive and you can fast and pray and things will happen in your life because rewards come through the fasting and prayer. We can expect rewards from God when we fast and pray. That's what it says in the, in the book, in the Bible. Jesus says, when you fast and pray, you can expect rewards. We don't have to wait on somebody to tell us to fast. I, I'm As a pastor, I'm asking our church as a corporate body to fast because it's been laid on my heart to, to ask this. And I know God's going to move. But yet also, we can be proactive in your own individual walk with God. You can say, God, I'm going to fast because I need a breakthrough. How many need a breakthrough? Amen. We can all say that. God, I need a breakthrough moment. Well, fasting and prayer is how you get your breakthrough moment. Amen. Glory to God. Let's move these because there's a lot of this that I want to cover. We may not get through all of it, but I hope we do. So uh, the fifth thing on, in verse 7, it is not to deal thy bread. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? So he's saying, hey, if you're not eating, if you're fasting, then you're going to have this extra bread. Guess what you do with that bread? Now you can bless somebody who's hungry. That, doesn't that make sense? You think about that. That makes sense. If I'm not letting this food go to waste, I can pray. I can find somebody that needs food. I'm fasting. Now, you don't, you don't go up to them and say, hey, I'm fasting. Here's some food. You don't do that. You just say, I want to bless you. Here you go. They don't have to do, say, they don't have to do anything about your fasting. But God said, use that and bless it. So that can be a lot of things. I mean, you can just bless somebody through the fast. God's going to move in a mighty way because of that obedience. So it could be food, it could be financial things, it could be clothes, whatever it is that that person may need, you're able to supply it and, and you're more in tune to God through the fast that you're going to hear, you're going you're gonna to know God's going to say, you need to go give that to them because now you're in tune to God in a, in a, in a closer, you're, you're open to his, his, uh, his small, still voice even more when we fast because when we fast, we're basically saying, the time that I was going to take to eat this meal, I am now dedicating this time to God. And God's going to talk to you during that time. Expect God to talk to you. Pray and meditate on God's word during that time because that's what it asks us to do. Fast and pray. While we're not doing that meal, let's read the Bible. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Get in, get in, get in touch with God and say, God, what are you telling me to do? I'm dedicating this time for you. So you direct me. Amen? Glory to God. So it says, uh, to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor, uh, the poor that are cast out of thy house, 
when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. So basically, you take what you're not using, and you allow God to talk to you through during that fast, and you bless people, and you bless people through that, and He's going to bless you through that. Amen. Th- I'm telling you, things happen when we direct our attention to God. Amen. What happens when? Uh, here, I'll give you an example. This just came to my mind because this kind of is kind of re- relevant. This example. Uh, how many have ever had cable or had dish installed? Okay, so they run all the wires, right? They run all the wires to the TV so they can receive the the signal. But what if the guy says, "Well, I'm going to leave this dish with you, and you can aim it at whatever you want until you get a signal," right? That doesn't work. We pay that guy to align the satellite perfectly the dish to the satellite so that it receives every single signal so that it runs through all those cables and every time you change that channel you get perfect clear picture amen when you fast and pray you're basically aligning your satellite directly to god to get the clearest signal you'll ever receive from god and things are going to happen you're going to receive from god because of that you're going to be see clearly where god wants you to be what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do things when we fast and pray. So um, uh, number six, it says, Thy light break forth as the morning. That's verse eight. Go to verse eight. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily. Let me say that again. Thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. So here's what it says. First of all, light, you know, direction. And then it says health. We're going to receive health. We're going to be healed and fast, not not like slow. It says speedily. That's what the Word of God says here, speedily. And then righteousness and the glory of God shall be your reward. So God is going to set you apart because you're setting yourself apart for God. So God said, all right, you're ready. If you're gonna, if you if you're dedicating this to me, you're gonna go into this fast. You're gonna be praying. Then I am. I'm looking at you, and I'm fixing to use you for something because you have now separated yourself for me to to use you. And so God is gonna show you His glory and His righteousness, and He's gonna direct you into what He needs you to do. And you're gonna be able to see it very clearly through fasting and prayer. Amen. Glory to God. Look at uh, number nine here, uh, verse nine. Then shall thou call and the Lord shall answer. How many want God to answer when we call? He always hears our prayers. Amen. When we fast and pray, it's like it's like we get a megaphone. Okay? We get a megaphone and we're screaming it out to God. And he's saying, yes, I'm, I'm here. I will answer you because you're ready to receive that which I have for you before you were filled with things that kept it from me. But now you're denying yourself something and you're putting it in place and you're putting myself, my spirit in place of that thing <clears throat> that you're denying yourself. Now you're ready to receive it. Now I can give it to you because now you are listening and now you are prepared to receive the answer. So then we call on to God, he's going to answer through fasting and prayer because we're ready to receive him and he's ready to give it to us. So it says, uh, thou shalt call the Lord, he he will answer, thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. He's going to answer you, say, here I am. And if thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. 
So basically we're saying, hey, we're no longer just saying things to say things. I'm not just praying amiss. I'm not just praying afar and just wondering if God's going to answer me. No, when we fast and pray and we ask God for things, you better believe he's going to answer. He said, I am here. Here I am and I'm going to answer you. Uh, Number 10, light light will rise in obscurity, darkness as the noonday. Let me read that verse 10. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as noonday. God's going to lift you up, okay? God's going to lift you up to do things. And, and, and you're going to be known not to be known, but you're going to be known as a person of God. You're not going to be known as, 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 as fame for yourself. That's not what God's doing it for. God's saying, you, people are going to know you because people are going to know that they can come to you for prayer. People are going to realize that you're a person that, that prays. So I'm going to let people see because those people need you. And I'm going to bring them to you because you're going to be a light unto their darkness. I'm going to lift you out of your darkness, out of your obscurity, and you're going to be the light for everybody else. That's what that's saying when we fast and pray. Because again, we make ourselves available to God. And so God wants his people saved. So guess what? God's going to send people to you so that you can bless them in prayer, in their need, because God knows you can do it because you are now connected directly to God through that fast and prayer in a, in a, in a more powerful way. You're listening and you're, and, you're, and you're learning and you're doing what God is saying through that fasting and prayer time. Glory to God. Y'all getting excited about this? Amen. I hope you're getting excited because I'm getting excited about this. Amen. Uh, number 11, Lord shall, the Lord shall guide thee continually. I like this one. I like when God guides me. Because when I guide myself, it does not work. It will flop every single time. And I'm sad and I'm, I'm dejected and, I'm, and I don't know what else to do. But when God directs my path, I'm happy. I'm energetic. I know that I'm headed toward, toward, the, toward the mark that he has for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish that goal because God is leading me. And if God is before me, who can be against me? That's what it says. If God is leading the path, the way, you're good. You can be confident in where you're going. So number 11, verse 11, And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. Even when there's nothing out there, you're still going to be satisfied. Even when everybody else has a need, guess what? Your needs are going to be met because you are trusting the Lord. And make fat thy bones... And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. So again, uh, he'll, he's, he's going to guide you continually. You're going to be like a watered garden. How many know what a watered garden looks like and what an unwatered garden looks like? Okay, I'm really bad about watering plants. And so don't trust me with your garden because I'm going to let it die. Okay, it's not going to look nice. So uh, uh, <laughs> I've been, that's happened to me more than once. I forget to water the plants. But if you look at a watered garden, everything blooms. Everything's nice and green. And, and it's, it's all the beautiful colors, right? And, and, and we can think of a, of a garden in springtime. We can think of when the sun is shining and, and maybe just a, a recent rain came down. And you look at your garden and you're like, oh, this even smells good, right? We understand what that means. God says when you fast and pray, that's what you're going to be unto God. He's going to look at you and he's going to say, you're a well-watered well garden. I can pick from this fruit. I can produce from this. I can use you 
as a watered garden. Because when we have a garden, we can pick fruit from it. We can eat from it. It's delicious. It supplies things for us. God says, I'm going to use you just like you use a watered garden. That's what you're going to be unto God when we fast and pray. And you're going to be a spring of water that waters fail not. So it's an ever-flowing Spirit of God. How many want the Spirit of God to be flowing through them all the time? Amen. We need that. And when we fast and pray, that's what we receive. Um, let me look at verse uh, 12 now. Verse 12. And this is the last one. Uh, number 13. You shall be built up. Uh, all the old waste places will be built up. What is this talking about? This is talking about your past and your family's past, past sins. This is even talking about the past sins of your community of the country. This is how powerful fasting and prayer is, okay? This is talking about generational things. When you fast and pray, not only does it affect your body, your spiritual well-being, but it's going to affect past things from other people's lives. They're going to be broken off. It's going to affect future things in your life. Uh, I was reading this book about fasting, Miss uh, uh, Pastor Dave Williams. And he started, he was an Assemblies of God pastor. He started out not ordained, not licensed, you know. It's kind of like I started out. I was like, hey, I can relate to this guy a little bit. But where he was from, that Assemblies of God district, they only wanted ordained pastors to pastor churches. Well, he wasn't ordained. And so he began to pray and fast about this. He said, God, if you're leading me to minister, then you're going to make a way no matter what anybody says. Amen? That's the attitude he had, and that's what we have to have. If God is calling you to ministry, you got to go. And no matter what everybody else says, you got to trust God. He began to fast and pray about the ministry. And in spite of people voting in his, in, in the Assemblies of God, in his district about only being ordained, he was not ordained yet. God said, because you fasted and prayed, he said, this is what God told him. He said, I'm going to move your ministry 10 years forward. And he was allowed to stay at that church. And that church grew multiplied tremendously. And the people, the same people are saying, ah, we needed you to be ordained. They're like, you're good. We're going to go ahead and ordain you. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you fast and pray. Things get flipped around. The negative stuff gets flipped to the positive. God moves you positively in the direction that he wants you to go. And, and he's going to remove obstacles out of your way. Glory to God. So let's read what that verse 12 says. And they shall be of thee. And they that shall be of thee, that means basically your generation is coming from you, okay? Your future generation is coming from your line, people that you pray for. They say, uh, will, shall, build, shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of of paths to dwell in. So God's going to fix all the brokenness in your family. Amen? Did y'all hear what I just said? God's going to fix all the brokenness in your family. When you fast and pray, God fixes the brokenness of your family. The past and the future. Your future generations will fix the past. That's how it works. It's all a connection with all that. That's a really awesome reward from fasting and prayer. Amen? Glory to God. So we just outlined 13 things. And if you want a copy of this, this is Isaiah 58, 6 to 12. And uh, I can make a copy of those verses for you. But those are just 13 things that comes forth from this verses. And there's...
If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ, pray this with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son, Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you pray, prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You, are, you have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. The next steps are very important. If you made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow him the rest of your life, find a good Bible preaching church. Get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible. Begin to study that Bible and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made. And I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the salva full salvation knowledge that he has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.